Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On SEN Tassie, Jack and Flash, with Jack Revolt and David Lift. Ashwood to face the last ball again to win the game for India and set the emotions of billions soaring. Nawaz in, goes to Ashwin, drives for the win! Up over the top of mid-off for four. India win magnificently on an unforgettable night at the MCG. Unforgettable night indeed it was. What a call from Jared Whiteley and the team and part of that team was, well, he's also part of the coaching set up down here at the Hurricanes coming up over the next couple months. I think about two million hits have seen that fabulous shirt you're wearing the other night. Good, good morning <laughs> to you, Chuck Berry. <laughs> good morning, gentlemen. It was, uh, I've got to be honest with you, it was one of those moments uh, you really did have to be there and I'm not adding any... Uh, GST, it's the biggest sporting event that I've witnessed in my life and I've been lucky enough to be at the great MCG for AFL Grand Finals. It's obviously hosted enormous events over its time, concerts, uh, Olympic Games. Uh, Jeeva and myself have both been in India for the IPL and the noise that you get. Uh, I was involved in an IPL final the very first year. Shane Warne, my great mate, and I coached Rajasthan Royals. That was loud. It was nothing compared to the other night. It was extraordinary. And the finale to the game that you just heard Jared call, it was, a, boys, it was a real privilege to be there. It was bloody amazing. The build up to the game was certainly huge from my perspective. We've obviously did the games down here in Hobart. We were talking about, you know, India Pakistan coming up, except we knew it was going to be a significant event. What was your thoughts, Chuck, as you got to the ground and you were, you know, the fans are rolling in? Um, did you yep. did you think it'd be even touch the the levels that it did? Personally, I did only because I've been lucky enough to to tour Pakistan and India and see the passion, and I know how many of them now reside in this country and in particular in Melbourne. So I got there really early because I knew it'd be mayhem when Jared Waitley arrived. Now let's be honest, Jared's called some pretty big sporting events, including the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Melbourne Cups, Cox Plates, AFL Grand Finals. And I looked at Jared and I said, you will never experience anything like tonight. And he looked at me like, oh, have a lend to yourself, Chuck. I mean, seriously, you know. <laughs> at the end of the game, we stood up we stood up and shook hands and he goes, he said, you are right. He said, I, I cannot believe what we've witnessed and the noise 
for three hours was deafening. You had to be there. I'm glad I was. And it certainly put this World Cup on the map. I, sadly, boys, I don't think we're going to get one like that. It'd be nice if them two met in the finals if the Aussies don't make it, but let's hope the Aussies make it. Chuck, is it is it the beauty of the MCG that, that, that kind of makes that atmosphere? I mean, you've you know, as you said, you were... Uh, part of the inaugural IPL, I can remember being at Eden Gardens, and that was at, at, at capacity, which I, you know, I just googled. It says sixty-six thousand, but in India that means one hundred and twenty-two thousand. Um, is yep. it is it the MCG that 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 creates that atmosphere? It's such an unbelievable stadium. Good call, mate. I, I think Eden Gardens was as close as I've got um, to it, but the MCG now, the new MCG. Uh, it's like it's like a coliseum, and it's almost like the atmosphere doesn't escape. If you're in there, you're in the coliseum, and you're in the battle. And um, you know when it's roaring. I mean, I'm biased, as you know, because I'm a Victorian. Although, <laughs> gee, I'm looking forward to the Hobart Hurricanes. I must admit. Oh yes. But, but the roar, the roar in the coliseum was enormous. And Virat Kohli played one of the one of the greats. If not the greatest innings you'll see, in particular in T20 cricket, the way that he guided and he paced himself, he stayed in second gear for much of his innings, and then when it was time to stick it into overdrive, wow, it was, you had to see it to believe it. Again, I know I'm banging on about it, but I just want your listeners to know that that was a very special event. Chuck, moving moving on to the Hurricanes and congratulations on your gig down here. I think any time that that you're recognised by Ricky Ponning as a as a smart cricket person, that in itself is is an achievement. So, uh, congrats and, and welcome to Hobart. Uh, give us give us a bit a, a little analysis on on what you've seen from Hurricanes teams past. You know, list management, uh, their strategies and, and and tactics. Where where has it gone wrong for the Hurricanes uh, teams uh, past? Yeah, look, I mean, you guys would know more than me because you live it and breathe it. And and to be perfectly honest, mate, I, I probably don't want to look in the rear vision mirror. I've been, I've coached against them when I was with Adelaide and then I've commentated. And, and I just think that with Ricky now in charge, um, without doubt, one of the great cricketing minds in the world, he sees the game a couple of overs ahead. And I'd like to think, luckily for me, that I've had a lot of captaincy experience I, when I listen to him commentate, I think that's exactly what I'm seeing. So when Ricky phoned me um, and said, we'd like you to be involved, and Jeff Bourne, ironically, was my assistant coach in Adelaide, um, the fit was perfect. And we've, well, Jeff and I have switched roles, and I've joked with him often, switched salaries as well. That <laughs> um, he's, he's the head coach and I'm the uh, drinks waiter. But when Punner rang me and said, Chuck, I'd really love to have you involved. I've got James Hopes involved. I think Hobart with Don Baker, um, they've assembled a really good team and there's no guarantees. Brett, as you know, in sport, there's no guarantees. But I'll also say this, there's no excuses because I think they've got everything they need. The team that's assembled is very well balanced in batting and bowling. Got some wonderful fast bowlers, really talented batters. A couple of young blokes are really doing well at the start of the year for Tasmania. And uh, we've gone a bit left field with the Pakistan players, but um, it's easy to say, trust me, I think the three that we've got, are Matt, Shadid Khan's a superstar, so we know him. The other two are a little bit speculative in Asif Ali um, and Fahim Ashraf, 
They won't be big names to Hobart people, but all I can guarantee you is they're wholehearted performers. One's a match winner with the bat. A little bit, little bit hot and cold. You know, he's a little bit sort of Glenn Maxwell-like. When he, when he goes, he wins you the game, and then he'll let you down a couple of times. Um, and then Farah Mashraf's an all-rounder, bats, bowls and field. So I think we've assembled a great team, and it's been a collective effort led by Ricky um, and Jeff and then Hopesy and myself, uh, with a few other people there uh, in the background of put together. I, I can't wait to get down there in December, and I'm just hoping Maloney's is still open. I'm not sure whether it is. <laughs> Maloney's uh, is super. Oh, taking us into the, into the mid-90s, I think. Yeah, geez, Maloney's is... is that, did that, did that morph into the, into the karaoke bar flash? Did Maloney's go to Montgomery's to... Is that where Maloney's was? Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're no, waffling Malone, a little bit. Yeah. But... Um, Chuck, who who of the who of the Tasmanian boys on the list uh, excites you um, heading heading into the BBL? Yeah, well, I, I really love Nathan Ellis, so, and I like I worked with him recently in London for the London Spirit, um, and he's just big ticker. He wants the ball, you know. As a fast bowler, sometimes when it gets a bit tough, you've got to actually want to be in the heat of the battle, and he wants that. So I love him. Haven't met Riley Meredith, but excited by the pace. Um, so those two from the quicks point of view, but we've got plenty of other options on the fast bowling ranks. Um, and then batting wise, been really impressed with the start of the year from young Caleb Jewell. Um, he started really well, especially in the one day format. So he's exciting. And then the obvious ones, Matthew Wade, experience. Um, Benny McDermott's a match winner at the top of the order. We need Darcy Short to fire up. We absolutely do. So that'll be part of the build up. But you've just started, I've just given you six or seven names, uh, as well as some exciting youngsters keen for an opportunity. I'm, I'm excited, as I hope you can tell. I think we've got a good list, but that doesn't guarantee success. The hard work's got to start. I think we assemble about December the 7th down there in Hobart, and then we'll, we'll give it our best shot for two months. Um, Chuck, I want to have you listen to some footage here. We've all been through it. I know you would have been too to see the return of Tim Payne uh, into the Shield team in particular. Um, here's some footage from Sunrise from a couple of days ago. Um, have a listen. Oh, look, ideally, I mean, I wouldn't have resigned. But um, again, my, my thing now isn't so much around the resignation of... Um, of the captaincy, it's more around how it was dealt with and how it was handled. We had um, obviously known about this for, for three or four years at the time and had plans in place with Cricket Australia on how this would be handled um, if and when it does come out. Um, and unfortunately, that was sort of flipped on its head uh, the last minute, sort of 12 months ago, when it, it was going to become public, which was disappointing. But um, as I said, I, I realise I've done the wrong thing um, and, and now it's about sort of moving on and, and getting on with my life. Uh, I don't know if you caught all of that, Chuck. Um, the other day, the interview, uh, the book's come out from uh, Tim's book. Well, uh, certainly the extracts from the book have come out. Um, is he, firstly, is, is Tim a chance to get on the Hurricanes list? Is that on the table still? Well, there's still one spot on, on the list, and obviously yep. I can't break confidence, but no, what I sure. can tell you is cert certainly um, among a host of names, they're not going to rush, I don't think. And again, that's more um, Jeff Bourne and Ricky Ponting's absolute call. But we've had discussions uh, around that. And I, <clears throat> you can probably understand that we're, we're holding off on that spot to see exactly what type of skill set we need um, at a later stage. So we're not going to rush and announce someone tomorrow and then have two fast bowlers go down and think, oh, geez, we, we should have 
save that spot. So we're going to hold on that 18th spot, but uh, absolutely that name that you've mentioned, uh, I'm sure will be of a discussion. How have you seen his glove work? Uh, you would have watched a bit of the Shield game, probably the game against South Australia, no new Chuck. Um, he looks pretty sharp, certainly at the moment, doesn't he? He's the best wicket keeper in Australia, has oh been for some time. Uh, so, you know, you're speaking my language there, and uh, I'm a little bit biased, I'll declare that, that I have a relationship with Paney, when, when I say that, a professional relationship of wicket keeper to wicket keeper. Um, I've got enormous respect for him. He made a mistake, and not for one minute has he shied away from it. He's owned up to the mistake, uh, and I concur. I've got to be very careful, obviously, but I could I just say I don't think it was handled very well, and I feel enormous sorrow for the way a man that gave so much at a time when Australia needed him to stand up, I felt he led beautifully through that rocky period, and then... He's probably said the words in his book. Yes, we do. We'll uh, and I recommend everyone go and buy it. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it was handled very well at all. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's very fair, and it's good to see him back playing, mate. It's terrific, and we look forward to seeing you down here over the next well, what about a month away? Not far away, six weeks away. So, cricket's going well. Just in one word, Chuck, who wins the World Cup? I'd love to say Australia, but it all depends tonight, boys. Tune in to SEN. I've got a report for you. It's raining in Melbourne, sadly. We hope it clears this afternoon. Um, I'm doing Afghanistan and Ireland and then leading Australia and England. But look, the loser tonight sounds weird. The, word, but the best result might actually be a washout, one point each, because if England would have beat Australia tonight, I think we're dead in the water. So no, no pun intended. It's quite wet. Uh, I reckon we're only a 50-50 chance. But whoever wins tonight, I reckon's a real chance to win the World Cup. There you go. I think I agree. Chuck Berry, thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to listening in tonight. Cheers, boys. Thanks. And if Maloney's is closed, Jeeva, see if T42's open. I'll have a Reunion quiet party. soft drink with you. No, no, it's on. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Right thanks on. for joining us, Darren Berry. We'll come back after this.